Well, good evening, everybody. Um, sorry, we're a few minutes late starting, but um, Barry and I spent half an hour trying to get him connected. He's got good internet speed. Um, we tried three different computers and nothing worked. He just couldn't get on with a decent connection. So there must be some pigeons on the line somewhere between him and me. Something has obviously come between us. And so, um, he just couldn't get on with decent audio, decent video. So he's he's cheering us on from the background today. Um, so just just me this evening. Um, but welcome everybody. Welcome from wherever you are, all around the world. Um, we're just always so glad to have your your company. And um, just yeah, thank you for tuning in and watching so faithfully. Um, yeah, technology is wonderful when it works and an absolute pain in the neck when it doesn't work. And tonight is just one of those days where it didn't play the game. So um, um, here we are. So um, hopefully by next week it will all be sorted out um, because next week it will just be Barry on his own because we've got family coming up for the midterm break and so I won't be around um, next week but hopefully the internet and everything will be sorted out well in advance of that and um, Barry will be back next week. Um, just before I get going I want to mention um, once again the um, Father Heart um, conference that I'm doing in uh, Rill in North Wales um, a week on Saturday, Saturday the 17th of February um, at the Kinmel Bay Community Centre up in North Wales. And if you're in that area of the country, North England, Midlands, Wales, um, come along and, and join us. Uh, it's just a day from 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Bring your own lunch, registration payable on the door. And um, we're just looking forward to having a good time together up in North Wales. I really believe it's kind of... Um, a new beginning for that area of the country that Father wants to do something new. Um, Andy Glover will be also will be in Kinmel Bay uh, in April. And so it's just great to be able to sort of go into new communities, new areas and just see the love of the Father touch people. So if you're in Wales or Northern England, um, come along. You're very, very welcome. Love to see you all there. Um, there's a few other events taking place over the next few weeks, um, but details of all of those are on the fatherheart.uk website. Um, Trevor and Linda are hosting a couple of events just before Easter at Cloverly Hall in Shropshire. Um, they've got plenty of space for those. The first one is a Father Heart Encounter, and then the second one is just kind of a, more of a fun, relaxed family weekend over the Easter weekend itself. So all of the details are on the fatherheart.uk website. Um, if you want a bit of an adventure, um, then I'm doing a Father Heart encounter in Poland the first week in March. We still got spaces. Um, it will be taught in English because my Polish is not that good um, and there'll be translation. So if you want a bit of an adventure and come and join me in Poland, um, love to see you there. We're in a hotel halfway between Poznan and Warsaw. So two major cities you can fly to. You can go on a train if you want to. 
Um, but, you know, if you're interested, um, have a look at the website again, fatherheart.uk. And there's a link to the Polish website and the booking form and everything else. And if you really want some adventure, then I'm doing a going deeper in Uganda in April, the kind of the last week of April. So maybe you want to go on safari um, in, on one of the beautiful safari parks in Uganda, make a bit of a holiday of it. And then join us for the Father Heart Encounter at Motomioni on the banks of the River Nile. I mean, literally on the banks of the River Nile. Beautiful, beautiful place. Very peaceful and just a great place to have an encounter with the Father. And the Motomioni office can put you in touch with a tour guide um, who can pick you up and take you up to the safari parks and take you all around and, you know, kind of help you arrange all of that and explain all the costs and, and everything. So that's kind of for the very adventurous. If you want to go to Uganda, um, have a look at the website and, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see you by the banks of the, the River Nile. So um, here we are. Uh, as usual, Barry and I sent one another text saying, what are we going to do on Wednesday? And we kind of decided we'd have a bit of a discussion again. Uh, well, it's not going to be a discussion. It's going to be just me. <laughs> so um, I just want to share a couple of things and see where it goes, really. Um, so, um, yeah, I just want to start with um, a very well-known verse. First John chapter three, verse one. Um, Really, over the last few weeks, since the beginning of the year, I've just been sort of um, thinking, praying, mulling, you know, things over and just feel like what the Father's been saying to me personally is that what he wants to do is release an unstoppable and abundant flow of his love into people's hearts. And, you know, I just just as I've been spending time with him over Christmas and into the new year, that's what I've been hearing. You know, I want to pour my abundant and unstoppable flow of love into your hearts. And, you know, as he's been saying that to me, I kind of get excited because I think, well, what does that look like? Um, and uh, Barry and I were going to explore this together this evening. Um, um, but I guess I'll explore it on my own. But, you know, I, we're all here. We're all watching this either live or, 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 or later on. We're, we're all watching because we've had some encounter. We've had an encounter with the love of the Father. You know, we've, we've, we've uh, had our hearts touched, um, not just by a revelation, but we've had our hearts touched by life, you know, and... As the Father has poured his love into our hearts, we have experienced a new level, a new dynamic of life that probably we've not experienced before. You know, that, that certainly was my experience 20 plus years ago when I first met James and Denise Jordan and really kind of the lights went on. And you know, some of you will have heard my story, you know, over the years. And, um, you know, kind of after about six months, um, I kind of felt like I, I knew it all, you know, I, I, oh, I've got this father's love sorted. And then one day the, the Lord said to me, you haven't got a clue. And I thought, you know what, I haven't. <laughs> 
And since then, I've been on this journey of just pursuing him and asking him to go on pouring his love into my heart. And that love has radically changed me. You know, I know it has. And those of you who've known me for, um, you know, many years, maybe you can see that change too. But, you know, as I think about this, it's like the father saying, I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> I'm not done with you. I've got more. There is much, much more for each one of us. And, um, you know, I just believe today as we're watching you know, as we're online together, maybe you're watching later, I, I just believe that each one of us can have a powerful encounter with the love of the Father, that his abundant, unstoppable love will be poured into your hearts and it will take you a step further. You know, I know all of us have had some experience of the Father's love and it's changed our lives, but the Father's saying to each one of you, I'm not done with you. <laughs> I'm not done with you yet. And I just want to encourage you, just even as I'm talking, just open up your hearts and say, hey, 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 Father, here I am. You know, I want it. You know, I, I always remember James Jordan saying, how much do you want? You know, that's a great question. How much do you want? And, you know, his answer was always, you can have as much as you believe for. And I just want to say that to you today. You know, how much do you want? You know, if the Father is pouring an unstoppable and abundant flow of love into your life. How much do you want? You know, and I've kind of learned to stop saying that's enough <laughs> and to say and to say more, Father, I want more. Uh, I want to go deeper with him. You know, even tonight, I want to go deeper with him. Um, so I just encourage you as you're watching just to open up your hearts and say, Father, here I am. You know, I want more. Because he's saying to you, I'm not done with you yet. And he's right with you, wherever you are, whatever country you're in, whether you're watching later, his presence is right with you. And he's just longing for you to receive that abundant flow of love into your life. And so I kind of get excited, as you, you can probably see. So, you know, let's start with, with 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. For that is who we are. See, see what great love. Now, you know, when we read those words, and we read them, we read them regularly, probably, and a number of translations say, see what kind of love the father is lavishing on us you know see what great love you know we can't measure greatness by human terms because <laughs> if we do we're kind of going to have a ceiling on it right you know we know what we think is great and you know if it comes up to here it's mediocre if it comes up to here we're getting there you know if it comes up to here it's great but you know when we read this verse and we're talking about the great love of the father there's no ceiling and so you know I want, let, first of all, let's get rid of the ceiling. Let's get rid of expectations. You see, because we put an expectation that says, oh, the Father's great love must be this much or this much. But actually, there's no limit. It's this, because we're, we, we want to look at it from, from his point of view, not from our point of view. Our point of view, our worldly point of view, 
get stuck by the limit of our expectations, by the limit of our experience. But when the Father says, see what great love, he's measuring it by his standards. And to me, that's pretty great. That's pretty huge. You know, and it's that full extent and expansiveness and um, unlimited favour and unlimited compassion and unlimited kindness that he wants to pour into your heart today. So, so first of all, get rid of your expectations. Take the ceiling away. You know, there is no limit to the extent or the amount of the Father's love that you can experience today. Second thing the Father, he says here, see what great love the Father has lavished upon us. Now that word lavish, it's an incredibly generous word, right? It's, it's, it's not a trickle, it's not a drip, 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 drip. It's not a steady flow. <laughs> the best example I can give is the Niagara Falls. You know, I've been there a few times um, and seen them. And I remember one time I went there in, in, in the spring and the, the lakes behind, the Great Lakes were, you know, behind the falls were, were full. And there was this, just this roar of the water falling over the Niagara Falls. And, and the, the thunderous roar and the noise was incredible, but the power of the water was just phenomenal. And that's lavish, that's generous, that's unlimited, you know. But even that is such a small picture of what lavish is like. Again, we, we measure lavishness by our own standards, our own expectations, but we need to measure, well, we need to see lavish as God sees it. You know, totally unlimited, totally expansive, totally totally consuming you know this great love is generously abundantly being poured into our hearts so that we would be called the children of God you see the father wants to lavish his love on us so that we really come to know our true identity that we really come to know that we're sons and daughters. See, if you've got this amount of love being poured into your heart, it can't fail to change you. You know, it's got to change you. It's got to transform us. It's got to bring healing. It's got to bring wholeness. It's got to deal with all of the orphanness inside of us. Because, you know, so much of the way we live is, is orphan-hearted. And I believe that the, the focus of an orphan heart is to be rooted and grounded in fear. You know, how, how do I push myself forward? How do I make a name for myself? How do I look after myself? How do I fend for myself? No one else is going to care for me. No one else is going to look after me. It's all down to me. And so, you know, an orphan is rooted in fear. And John writes in his letter, you know, there's no fear in love because perfect love drives out all fear. And I believe that's, you know, as we 
we put ourselves in the way of this love as we allow see the father's loving us all the time it's not his ability to love us with this great love or this lavish love it's our ability to receive and that's why i encouraged you to open your hearts and say father here i am you see because when his love comes in fear has to go see fear has to do with punishment but love has to do with acceptance and identity and belonging and this great love that we really can't measure is being poured into our hearts and it drives away all the insecurity it drives away all the fear it drives away all the orphan heartedness it drives away all the servant heartedness and it brings us to the place where we can say i know who i am i'm a son i'm a daughter i'm a child of god it brings us to that place where we can say abba you know, God, you really are my dad. And when we come to that place, we step into our sonship and we can truly begin to live as Jesus lived and as Jesus walked. And, you know, many of us have had this encounter or this experience with love and we know that we're sons, we know that we're daughters. But... You know, the Father's saying to us, I'm not done with you. Yeah, I'm not done with you. There's more. There's a greater depth of sonship for each one of us. You know, and I find that in my own life. You know, it's like the Father's calling me deeper. And I think, oh, yeah, you know, now I kind of understand it. And then a few months later, say, oh, yeah, now I really understand it. Because this journey is just taking us all deeper into this revelation and this expansive vision to become like Jesus. You know, can you imagine what Jesus's relationship with the Father was like? You know, can you imagine what his sonship was like? You know, the most secure expression of sonship ever seen. And that's what the Father is calling us to be like, to walk as Jesus walked, to live as Jesus lived and to come into that place where we know that we're sons and daughters. You know, Jesus' baptism, the father said, this is my son. I love the account in Mark because it's much more personal. In Mark's gospel, it says, you are my son. It's like the father's talking to Jesus directly. You are my son. I love you. I'm proud of you. In Matthew and Luke, it says, this is my son. It's like a declaration to the crowd. But in Mark's gospel, it's you're my son. And you know, I believe the Father wants to say that to each one of us today. You are my son. You are my daughter. I love you. I'm proud of you. See, this love is going to change our lives. This love, this great love, this lavish love is going to bring us to that place where we can say, I really am a son. I really am a daughter. You know, it's going to bring us to that place where we can go, Abba, God, you really are my dad. And many of us have had that encounter in our lives before, but I believe the Father wants to take us deeper into it today. He's not done with us. He's not done with us yet. You see, I was just thinking about this this afternoon, when, when um, way back in Genesis, when the end of the creation story, um, you know, God looks on it. Every day, you know, days one to five and a half, <laughs> he says, this is good. This is good. 
you know, God's standard of good is kind of a little bit different to our standard of good. You know, good for him is perfection. <laughs> and this is good. And then on, when he's created Adam, this is very good. See, this is very good. See, everything God does, he does well. He does it, you know, he doesn't just do it to a high standard. He doesn't have a standard. It's just perfection. It's just who he is. And so when he loves us, like John is describing in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, when he loves us with this great love and with his lavish love, you know, it's, it's that same stamp of approval that he had way back in the garden. This is good. This is very good. You know, that's the expression of love the Father is pouring into our hearts today. And, you know, I, I really, in, in one sense, I don't have much more to say. <laughs> But I want to give us a good opportunity today to just sit back and breathe. Breathe his love in. Romans 5 verse 5 you know, says, um, And hope does not disappoint because God is pouring his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. See, that's a continual outpouring of love. It's not dependent on our behavior. It's not depending on what we've done. It's not depending on our ministry status. It's not depending, dependent on you know, how well today has gone. It's just a rock solid truth that God says, hey, you're my son, you're my daughter. I'm pouring my love into your heart. And the days, there are days we don't, there are days we don't feel it. There are days we feel kind of um, like, where are you? There are days we, 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 we struggle because maybe we've, we've sinned or we've struggled with stuff again and we've gone under that cloud of condemnation and, you know, we can't, oh, God can't love me today. Tomorrow I'll have to work hard and get back up to that level. No, it's not like that. He's loving you because he loves you because he loves you and he's pouring his love continually into our hearts. And the question is, can we just open our hearts and receive it? See, he's always pouring his love into our hearts. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 says he's mighty to save. He delights in us. He rejoices over us with singing. Yeah, he's got a song that is singing over you right now. And, you know, sometimes when we just tune our heart and our spirit into it, we can hear the song from heaven for you, for me, that he sings over us. Sometimes we hear, you know, he's, I mean, he's singing over us all the time, but sometimes when we're asleep, you know, even in our sleep, we can be in that place of receiving that heavenly song because he delights in us. He is mighty to save, you know, when, when, when we're going through the challenges and the stuff of life, he is our saviour. He is our salvation. The Lord is my light and salvation. Therefore, I will not fear, the psalmist says. You know, he, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11, it says, he cares for us like a shepherd cares for his flock. You see, his love is so tender and so compassionate that he goes after us when we wander off and he picks us up like a shepherd holds a lamb close to his heart. You see, his great love never lets us go. It never leaves us. It never abandons us. You know, he's there like that shepherd gathering us. You know, Revelation 21 verses 3 to 4 says, he comes and makes his home with us and he wipes the tears away from our eyes. 
you know, maybe some of you are going through great, maybe going through a season of pain and trauma or loss and grief. And this great love that he is lavishing upon you will come to you and hold you tenderly. And it will wipe the tears from your eyes. And it will bring comfort to the deepest place in your heart. Psalm 34 verse 18 says he's close to the brokenhearted. See, this lavish love meets us in our pain and brokenness. And, you know, sometime, sometimes the pain and brokenness we, we feel or we experience, we bring on to ourselves through our own actions or behaviour or whatever. And this love that the Father lavishes on us reaches into our brokenness and brings healing and restoration. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 16 says, He encourages us. He is the God of the universe. Encourages us. You know, when you feel a bit low, when you feel a bit down, when you're questioning, He's there to encourage. And what does encouragement do? Encouragement builds us up. It's like, wow, we can breathe again and go, oh, yeah, it's okay. See, that's the Father we have. Psalm 139, verse 17, he thinks about us. You know, that's so natural, isn't it, for a father to do? You know, I've got four kids. I think about them. I think about my grandkids. And that's what the father does. We're never far from his mind. He's always thinking about us because he cares for us, because he loves us. See, this, the father is lavishing his love upon us. And for each one of us today, there's an abundant and unstoppable flow of love that he wants to pour into your heart. And he really is saying to you, I'm not done with you yet. And I just want to encourage you just to come with that open heart to say, Father, here I am. Will you pour your love into my heart? Will you transform this, the broken waste places? In Isaiah, it says when he comforts us, he transforms the barren place, the deserts, the wilderness into a beautiful garden. Instead of sorrow and sadness, there is joy and gladness. You know, if, you're, if you're feeling full of sorrow today, if you're feeling sad today, this love transforms sorrow and sadness into joy and gladness. It turns the desert places of your life into a beautiful garden. See, the Father's loving you and me in exactly the same way as he loves Jesus. John 17, verse um, 26. It's the last words Jesus said before he went to the cross. And you know, he spent the chapter talking to his disciples, telling them that he's, he's, he's with them, that they're going to be with him, and that you know, they've got his word. And, you know, and he gets to the end of the chapter, literally just these last few verses before he's arrested 
And in verse 24, Jesus says, Father, I want those you've given me to be with me where I am, to see my glory, the glory you've given me because you love me before the creation of the world. Wow, you know, that's, that's our inheritance as sons and daughters, to be with him, to be in Christ. Jesus' prayer, Jesus' desire, kind of his overwhelming desire is, Father, I want them to be with me. I want them to enjoy your presence as much as I enjoy your presence. I want them to, to enjoy the unity of the Trinity. I want them to know that they can live like I live. Verse 23, Jesus says, I in them. See, he's going to be in us. And you in me, and that means the Father's in Jesus, and Jesus is in us, so the Father is in us. So that they may be brought to unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you've loved me. Yeah, isn't that amazing? The Father loves us just as he loves Jesus. The Father loves us just as he loves Jesus. And verse 26, the last words in that chapter. I've made you known and I will continue to make you known in order that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I myself may be in them. See, Jesus has shown us what the Father's like. He's shown us who the Father is. And he says he's going to continue to make the Father known. And today, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. See, the Father's not done with us yet. There's more of him for us to get to know. And he says, Jesus says, I'm going to continue to reveal more of my Father. I'm going to continue to reveal the depths of his love. I'm going to continue to cause you to experience the fullness, the lavishness of his love for you. The unmeasurable, immeasurable, unlimited love. Not great by our expectations, but great by his standard, which is unlimited. And Jesus says, I'm going to continue to make you known so that they may go on experiencing this love. And yes, they might know that they're loved, but there's more. I'm going to cause them to know that they're loved like you know that you're loved. And that's the promise for all of us today. That there is this unstoppable and abundant flow of love that the father wants to pour into your heart and so we're just gonna take some time now just very very simply to receive yeah we've got plenty of time you know i'm sure if, if barry was here he would have more to say but we'll get his pearls of wisdom another day <laughs> but we just want to take time to receive and so you know Make yourself comfortable. Open your heart. The Father's not done with you. He's got more. He wants to lavish his love upon you. And just open your heart. You might want to put your hand on your heart and just say, Father, here I am. Here I am. If you're struggling with fear, perfect love drives out fear. If you're struggling with orphan-hearted 
thoughts or feelings, his love will drive those out. Because a son has a permanent place in the family. Whereas a servant or slave has no place. And the father is saying to you, you are my son. You are my daughter. You have a permanent place in the family. So just receive. Just let him pour his love into your heart. Thank you for your promise. Thank you for your promise. See what great love the Father is lavishing upon us, that we should be called children of God, for that is who we are. Father, thank you that you've promised to lavish your love upon each one of us. And just now, Father, I just, just want to get out of the way. <laughs> and let you release that abundant, unstoppable love into each person's heart. The Father, perfect love will drive away fear. Perfect love will transform the barren desert places into a beautiful garden. Perfect love will remove the sadness and the sorrow and bring joy and gladness. Perfect love will bring us into our true identity as sons and daughters. So Father, I just ask you now to open the floodgates of heaven and let that unstoppable, lavish love be poured into each person's heart right now. In Jesus' name, Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. Just pour it in. Pour it in, Father. Pour it in. Thank you that your love is not dependent on our feelings. It's not dependent on what we've been doing. Your love is dependent on who you are. So Father, just pour your love in. And to each one of you, I just want to say, receive. Receive his goodness. Don't stop receiving. Just let it flow into your heart. Liquid love that will transform your life to take you deeper into your knowledge and experience of who he is for you. Thank you, Father. Just going to leave the music on for a few moments so I don't get in the way. <laughs> but I want the Father to pour his love, let the, that love that is being poured out of heaven right now, that it will be poured into your hearts. So just receive, just take time to say, here I am, Father.
for some of you just as you were watching that little this video clip there was a moment when there were dark clouds on the video and they swept away and lightness and brightness came and I just feel for some of you that you actually experience that that there was like a dark cloud being lifted off you and light was coming and I want to declare for each person freedom and light and joy that we are sons we are daughters that we have the spirit of sonship in our hearts that enables us to cry Abba God you really are my dad and so Father I just declare freedom over all of your children watching this today freedom in Jesus name freedom to be the sons and daughters that the Father has made them Father let your love just pour into our hearts Father, let that torrent of love and let all those dark clouds of despair and despondency be washed away, be blown away and the light and life that comes from the Father would fill our hearts in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Maybe you just want to stay, you know, as, if, as we finish the webcast, you just want to stay in his presence and maybe put some music on of your own and just go on soaking. But let, let that lavish love be poured into your hearts. And tomorrow, come back for more because he's not done with you yet. So bless you. Thank you for being with me. And... Um, I'm trusting that technology will work next week and uh, it will be Barry. So we'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye.